Today will be a day like every other day. Oh! It just gets worse and worse! All right, everybody, welcome back to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Coming to you from Tacoma, Washington. This is Big D here. We want to welcome all of you in. We got a big show on the uh, docket today. What do you guys think? I'm psyched. Yeah. That's yeah. Big Joe right there. Big Joe, how's it going? It's going great. As always, greetings and salutations from the man cave yes. in the city of destiny, Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> Where we've been, we've been paddling water for about a week. <laughs> that's right. I, yeah. had a, I had a boat from my house to the garage just to get in here. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Well, it is getting deep in here, but I'm not sure if it's water. <laughs> right. That's the Howard Hansen Dam effect. Yeah, that would be Double D over there. Double D, how's it going, man? Doing good. Doing good. Just enjoying the time we're going to spend together here. Okay. Really? You guys hate this? No, you sound so excited about it. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was amazed. That's right. Oh, okay. And uh, Wonder Boy, he's on the board. Wonder Boy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, I heard you skipped out on your uh, quizzing uh, thing today. Yeah. Well, what's up with that? Are you quitting or how's that working? Uh, I was just busy. What is this quizzing thing anyway? I mean, what, what, you guys like memorize stuff and then you get quizzed on it? How's that work? We memorize stuff from 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 the Bible, and then we take and then we uh, we 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 go go to a quiz, and we quiz against other teams to figure out who knows it the best. Here's a here's a Bible quiz question for you, Wonder Boy. <laughs> I've got one. How many how many different kinds of animals did Moses take on the ark? <laughs> Isn't that in Revelation? No, really. Oh. How many? How many? Oh, that's a great. How many question. different kinds? Two? <laughs> Two? No. Well, that's good, but you know... Different kinds. This is, a, this is a trick question. <laughs> See, Moses didn't have an ark. It was Noah. <laughs> Banned! That's like, oh, right. that's like the, rooster with the, uh, the rooster with the egg on the roof. Which yeah. way does it fall? Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, um, we, uh, we caught up with a really cool dude this week, and Big Joe couldn't be here, but uh, we got Tim, Ken- Tim Conway Jr. on the show today. Great. I... I really wish I could have been here. I know, but uh, Double D was here. Oh, and, I was uh, so stoked. And uh, our fifth member of the team, Craig, on the board. Wave, Craig, because he can't talk. And <laughs> the, he's, the, he's our mute the, board the, operator. The fifth beetle. The fifth beetle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are the Northwest Convergence Zone, and we, uh, we podcast every week, and we're made up of this team that I just introduced. We want to welcome all of you to the show. We've got some features that we uh, normally do every week, uh, but... With the big interview coming up, and it took uh, took a good amount of time, we're going to pare it down. We're only going to do one. But uh, here in Seattle, the Tacoma, Seattle area up in the northwest, we've got a lot of musicians that are just, you know, major icons and, and legendary. We do? Yes, we do. We do. Really? <laughs> yes. Even though Double D doesn't know any of them, <laughs> or even own a radio, or a record, or a CD. Well, I have a radio. It's AM. That's, that's a start. That's, they still yeah. broadcast on AM. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it? Just like a big whisper? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> it's like dead air. <laughs> but we have a lot of, uh, you know, we had uh, Cobain and we have Hart and Queensryche and all that. But at the top of the list, at the top of everybody's list, it's got to be the main man. He's, he is the main man. He's got to be. And, uh, Jim May. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the great Jimi Hendrix. Well, one of the features that we do on our uh, podcast every week 
is uh, this day in rock and roll history, or this week in rock and roll history, and this week it just so happens to be about Jimmy. It is about Jimmy, and it is this day in rock and roll history in 1968. The double album, Electric Ladyland, was released by, of course, Seattle's own James Marshall Hendricks. And uh, if you uh, go online and check this out, which uh, I don't actually remember this in 1968 because it was probably uh, uh, kept from my eyesight, but uh, this would have been the version that I would have liked to have. Uh, the album cover <laughs> featured naked girls. And what? It was, and it was changed after complaints. And I looked at the... In the uh, 70s, they had naked chicks? Ni- 1968, yes. and it oh, was 68? And it was changed after complaints. And I looked at it, and who was complaining? <laughs> all the old, you know, all the all the old ladies and all the moms and you know all the kids were bringing it home probably and sticking it right on their wall. Well, this is the thing though the model the models uh, they kind of got the uh, shaft so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a kind of a 60s, 70s term. Getting the shaft. He's a bad mother. Oh, shut your shut mouth. Shut your mouth. Who are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, they got paid five. Uh, excuse me, ten dollars to pose, and then they said once they got them on that deal, and they were in the room. Oh, ten bucks, sure, I bet. And they said, "Hey, look, we'll give you another ten if you pose naked." And then, of course, they all went for it for the twenty bucks. Well, they were all high. <laughs> I think they were twenty so bucks, ten bucks, and all the pot you can smoke. Right. Well, and hanging out with Jimmy, I guess. But uh, yeah. so twenty bucks to be on the album cover, and then they pulled it, and then they put the uh, which is a still pretty uh, good. Album cover, great album cover. The, the Electric Lady. The, Land. Yeah, the current Electric Lady Land. The yeah. psychedelic Hendrix. Can you type imagine thing. if you still had one of those albums? Well, yeah, it's it's, it's all, those, worth all those band covers and, and changed covers are worth a lot of money. Oh wow, man! Yeah, but it'd be worth like tons. I would think so. Yeah, especially in a mint condition, like still still wrapped up, like you bought it at Peaches or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they had Peaches back in 1968. Or That's 69. right. Are you real forward thinking? I know they're going to ban this. I'll take <laughs> 700 of them. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Oh, man. Well, uh, because we have a, a long interview coming up, and like I said, Joe, you couldn't be here for it, but uh, you've heard some of it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, Tim Conway's a cool cat. The guy is good. He is uh, living up in, around Portland, Oregon right now. And Double D, you were there for the interview. What would you think of Tim? Oh, that was great. It was very exciting, very uh, interesting just to hear that he's just a normal, average guy with a great sense of humor. Very nice guy. For sure. It was very nice of him to join us, and we definitely are going to attempt to uh, have him back on again because he has a lot to say, and we only got to some of it, but it sounded something like this. All right, today on the podcast, we have a special guest. He's coming to us from just outside of Portland where he recently moved with his family. Originally he's from Los Angeles, and right now he's on weekends, KFI, 6.40 a.m. in the big Los Angeles city. But he used to be on KSLX with uh, big names like Tom Likas, Adam Carolla, Danny Bonaducci, and so forth. But in our eyes, you can put all those guys together, and they still couldn't fill the shoes of Tim Conway Jr., man. How yeah. you doing? Thank you very much. Great great introduction. You sound like the receptionist at our old station <laughs> where she could never say KXLS. <laughs> KXLS, KLRS. KSLS. Yeah. <laughs> now, where are you guys? Up in Washington, right? We are up in Tacoma, Washington. Beautiful up there. Yes. And yeah. is, now your wife, she's from up in this region? Yeah, she's from uh, uh, Portland, outside of Portland, Oregon. 
and uh, moved the family up here because uh, well, I just wasn't thrilled with uh, uh, seeing having uh, seeing my my daughter grow up so quickly. And that's what happens in L.A. In LA. You know, by the time they're six, they have their own uh, cell phone, their own car, their own credit cards, <laughs> and uh, wasn't interested in going that route. Right. And when did you guys? Uh, it was pretty recent, wasn't it, that you moved? Yeah, it was uh, May of this year. Wow. So how's the Northwest? When you lose a job, you can't afford to live in L.A. for about eight seconds. Yeah, well, you are a uh, Northwestern buddy now, and I'm wondering how the Northwest's treating you. Well, it's great because uh, people up here are actually behaving. <laughs> and there's nobody uh, with the graffiti. There's no uh, gang members in this you know, small town we live in. Uh, the sales tax is zero. The, uh, the property tax isn't that bad. I mean, my mortgage up here is like 800 bucks a month. Wow. Yeah. Where are you living? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a studio apartment, but it's, uh, it's my studio apartment. Yes. Well, I saw on Facebook, actually, I think it was your wife took some pictures from the balcony. It looks like you guys are by a river or a lake. Is you guys? Yeah, right on the uh, Columbia River. You're right on the Columbia River. Very yeah. nice. Well, we so, like the zero. The, uh, uh, the toxins are going to wipe us out. Uh, <laughs> and we were right across the street, or right across the river from uh, three major uh, plants. Uh, I believe two are paper mills, and there's a grain mill coming in. So oh. we'll have uh, <clears throat> some kind of cancer by May of next year. And that's a lovely smell, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's the smell <laughs> of money, as they say. <laughs> well, we used to have a big paper mill here in Tacoma, and every time you drove through, everybody always talked about the aroma of Tacoma. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I pass through uh, uh, Tacoma, my wife says, you know, that's the Tacoma Dome. I said, yeah, I know. Every, uh, for about the last uh, eight years, every time we've driven by, you pointed that out, and I, uh, I locked it in the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a landmark that hasn't moved, has it? No, it hasn't. And it's a Tacoma Dome. Oh, I see. So it's a dome. It's in Tacoma. It's a Tacoma Dome. Oh, I get it. Yeah, because we're we're pretty unique with the way we uh, name things here. Yeah, it wasn't such a, an exotic name that I couldn't uh, lock it off after the first time. <laughs> right. Well, um, I was just curious, uh, like everybody is. We got. Is it okay if we get into what it was like growing up in the household? Sure. All right. Well, Double D's got some questions for you. He's uh, he's the, he's the guy that's really interested in the uh, the whole history of Tim Conway Jr. with his big famous dad. Double D, man. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering what. Uh, and, uh, I tell you, in my opinion, real average name for a dude, but a great name for a chick. Yes. <laughs> well, it is his cup. It is his cup size. Yeah. We just don't look. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, you should get a mammogram. <laughs> Don't be afraid to. I know you're a man. Don't be afraid to get one. They're afraid to schedule him. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like growing up with a, uh, the son of a famous Tim Conway? Well, it wasn't, I mean, obviously uh, it was a, a little different, but uh, my dad wasn't a real big, like, Hollywood guy. You know, he was never at uh, the Hollywood parties and hanging out. He'd always hang out with the crew members and stuff. Um, but uh, he also, you know, handled a lot of the discipline with, uh, you know, a humor instead of uh, the iron fist. As a matter of fact, I remember coming home one night, and it was probably, I had a curfew in, in high school of uh, 2 a.m., which is pretty cool. That's I mean, nice. Yeah. A high school curfew of 2 a.m. Yeah, Wonder Boy doesn't even have a, he's got a 9 o'clock curfew. Is that right? Well, until, <laughs> but then when I go to sleep, he gets up at, 
9.30 and he's a vampire. Ah, yeah. He needs uh, better parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but, he, but um, yeah, so 2 o'clock was my curfew. I, um, I got it one morning at around 6 a.m., you know, smelling like booze and cigarettes. No. <laughs> uh, snuck into bed, you know, turned the alarm off, turned the alarm back on, snuck into bed. And my dad wakes me up around 7.30, you know, I'm completely hungover. And he says, what time did you get home last night? And I said, uh, I don't know, around 1.58 or so. And he says, well, it's funny because the uh, L.A. Times gets delivered at 5 a.m. I said, and he starts walking away. And I said, well, well I said, what, what does that have to do with me? He says, well, it's just funny that your car's parked on it. <laughs> <laughs> busted. Oh, busted. And it was the L.A. Times, so it's literally like five inches, uh, you know, thick. And uh, the car is up at an angle. I said, no. <laughs> no, but it was, it, it was a little different. Uh, obviously, you know, the, uh, the chicks that uh, I got during the Carol Burnett years were uh, slightly better than uh, the Dorfon fishing years, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, you are our favorite peanut uh, vendor. <laughs> oh, from uh, the, uh, the Dwarf on the Diamond? Yeah, Dwarf on the Diamond, man. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, and I, I know you're not going to believe this, but a lot like um, uh, Aaron Spelling's kid, uh, Tori Spelling, yeah. I went in an audition with uh, nose and glasses and a hat. He had no idea it was me. No way. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Really? <laughs> he made you audition? Yeah. And I, you know, as a matter of fact, I hope he never hears this, because... Because I never got paid for that. You know, really? I mean, uh, it was in the union and, uh, you know, just getting by. But I remember ever getting a check for that one. Well, I have a feeling that uh, you'll, you'll get paid eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, huh? I hope yeah. so. So Unless he's blown all the money at the racetrack, which is a, a, a radical possibility. <laughs> well, I heard you're pretty uh, hip to the ponies myself. Well, only go out there when they're open, you know. So is it, is it the Portland Meadows? Is that what's going on down there? Yeah, Portland Meadows is happening down here. The track is not doing as well as Santa Anita or Del Mar, and you can tell that by when they're uh, not racing, the infield is actually a three-par pitch-and-putt golf course. <laughs> I think I played on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, but I was that's the... The, uh, the state of horse racing. And, you know, as they say, there's only you know two people that ever lose at the races. People have no idea what they're doing and handicappers. <laughs> well, and I would fall in the first category. I love to get out to Vegas and gamble, but horse racing's never really been my bag, man. Yeah, yeah I tell you, the Vegas is the, the, the greatest moment in Vegas, and it might be the greatest moment in, in guys' lives, is when you fly into town, you see all the lights, you get into your hotel, uh, you go up to the room, you throw your crap on the bed, and then you go down the elevator, uh, and you get your first drink at the bar, you're slightly buzzed, you're even, and <laughs> all the machines are possibilities. Yes. And then it's, uh, you know, after that, it's uh, a slow, slippery slide down to wild, bedridden depression. That is a, that is a brutal ride, too. Yeah. My favorite... And, and if you can actually, you know, when, when you cash, I'm sure that since you guys have been there... When you take the credit card and you start banging out one of those cards uh, late in the night, yes. and you have to sign that yellow piece of paper, well, that piece of paper floats around like a feather uh, when you sign it. It's like, hey, I got $1,000 just for <laughs> signing a piece of paper. And then you've got to get a bellhop and, or two bellhops in the morning to help you try to drag those pieces of paper out of your pocket. Like, ah, oh, Christ, what the hell is Oh, another one with my thumbprint on it. <laughs> well, my favorite part about Vegas, too, is... Um, Watching all the people in the cabs, you can always tell who's arriving and who's leaving. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, they, as they say, it's um, the 
great, two greatest things about Vegas, Vegas are, uh, you know, arriving and leaving. Yeah, I, I totally can't wait agree. To get you can't wait to get the hell out. Have you been up here to, uh, we have uh, Emerald Downs up here. Yeah, you know, um, my, my dad's familiar with Emerald Downs because he, um, he was stationed up there during the Korean War. Really? At yeah, what, at what uh, base? what's the big uh, Fort Lewis? Base? Yeah, Fort Lewis. Oh, okay. okay that's yeah, just he was at uh, right Fort Lewis for uh, two years. We love that and Northwest. So he connection. was very familiar with um, with uh, the whole uh, you know race Emerald Downs up there. Yeah, back then it would have been Long Acres. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Long Acres for years and years. In fact, they still have a race called the Long Acres Mile. Uh, oh, but the, cool. how long uh, is that race? Uh, it's a mile. Yeah, it's a mile-long race. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I think that's is that four times around the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, I've never been to a horse race, and I know Los it was a mile. It's so small. It's the uh, uh, Pomona Fairgrounds that a mile is literally like eight times around the track, and all they're doing is making a left turn the whole time. <laughs> Go fast, turn. Hang left. on, hang on. Yeah, hold on, gang. So getting back to uh, being with Big Dad. Sure. Hey, uh, uh, what? Um, was your dad really like funny at home with you guys, or was he uh, just yeah. kind of a normal I mean, I, dad? Or well, I, I, listen, I, I I always like to tell everybody, uh, you know, I got my mom's sense of humor, which is uh, you know terrible. And I, I used to, I told my dad once, um, uh, he called me up uh, after a radio show down in Los Angeles, and he says, Tim, he goes, I just want to tell you, uh, you know, comedy runs in your blood. Uh, I said, Oh, thanks, Dad. He goes, Yeah, I just wish it was on your show. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, Pops. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, uh, again, he handled everything with, uh, with humor. He'd come into my room and, and, uh, and he'd, you know, he'd say something like, uh, you know, I got to thank you. I said, why is that? He says, because you're saving me so much in carpet. I never have to touch the carpet in your room. I jump on your books, your bags, your clothes, <laughs> your, your sweater, and bang, look at that. Never have to touch carpet. This carpet's going to last for 50 years in this room. I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> Did you ever get the hint? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I never heard him swear, or he never grabbed us, or yelled, or anything. It was just, uh, I guess he let my mom do that. <laughs> I've heard sto- I've heard your stories on your uh, programs about your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mom was uh, a little crazy. Uh, uh, unfortunately, antidepressants were around weren't around back then to uh, take the edge off. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she had a, uh, a real way of uh, letting you know uh, that you're a complete a-hole. Oh, man. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think that's interesting because, like, uh, we all, our dads all do different things. Like, my dad was a firefighter, but that's just what my dad did. Right. You know, so it's like he would go fight fires and come right. home, and he was just dad. So when you How have... How was he a firefighter? Uh, when? How long? Oh, uh, he was a firefighter for, jeez, man, I don't know, 15, 20 years? Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so down in Houston. Yeah, I always, like, uh, enjoyed talking to those guys more than show business people. Uh, you know, like, we're up, we live up um, up here in, just outside of Portland, and, and literally right across from a, um, a paper mill that makes toilet paper. <laughs> and I was talking to a guy the other day, and I said, hey, what do you do for a living? He goes, I make toilet paper. And I was more interested in talking to that guy than I was, uh, you know, a guy who does uh, stand-up comedy for a living. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted to know, you know, why the hell that uh, a roll of toilet paper is now four inches instead of four and a half inches wide? <laughs> what the hell happened there? Yeah, what happened to the three-ply, two-ply, one-ply yes, thing? Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, but maybe he... I do go top shelf when it comes to I go into the, uh, the supermarket, 
And whatever is the most expensive crap on that shelf when it comes to toilet paper, I grab that. And why is that? Well, because I don't know if you guys uh, experience this, but that's a real se- that's the most sensitive part of my body. <laughs> and I want um... top shelf. I'll go, you know, I'll skimp on food and uh, shoes and clothing and cars, but uh, I look for the highest priced toilet paper and bang, that's yeah. mine. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I have a more sensitive spot. <laughs> I think if somebody kicked me in the ass, it wouldn't hurt nearly as bad as they kicked me in the balls. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if I used the Charmin or whatever in my pants, it wouldn't hurt as bad. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I need the I need the three or four ply. Exactly. <laughs> well, you've been uh, you've been in radio a long time. Well, it's been uh, thirteen years or so. It'll be thirteen years, I guess, this December. Well, I'm just curious. Uh, like, what do you find entertaining? Well, I, I find uh, I, I, what I listen to mostly is like right wing, like Michael Savage. I listen to that guy a lot. Really. Yeah, I, I like uh, Savage. Um, <laughs> he is crazy. Mark Levin is uh, pretty cool. All these guys with like uh, unique voices. You know, if you listen, yes. to, you, ever, you ever listen to Mark Levin? Oh yeah. If you if you remember, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember uh, uh, McHale's Navy. Do you remember that show? Oh, of course. Yes. Your dad was on. <laughs> well, if you think about it, next time you listen to Mark Levin. Uh, if you close your eyes, if unless you're driving, and you listen to him, <laughs> he's doing Joe Flynn. You know, get off my phone, you nut! You know, he's yeah, he is. The Joe Flynn character. You're exactly right. Yeah, I'll get you for this one, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Michael Savage has that weird, uh, what I like is when he goes into the uh, little sheep voice. <laughs> I'm your follower. <laughs> yeah, I like how he drags words out, like Muslim. Yes, exactly. He's he's to me, he's hilarious. Yeah, and I also like when guys call up and go, "Hey, Michael, no more schmaltzy stories about your dog. Let's go. Come on." <laughs> he's like, "I'll tell stories about my dog if I want to." <laughs> I'll do an hour on telling stories about you're a gutter rat. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> But those guys, you know, who get hysterical like that, like uh, my old partner, Doug Steckler, would blow up and start, you know, swearing at, at everybody and anybody. But uh, he really meant it. I mean, you know, the guys with real passion like that, I think, are terrific. I also listen to, uh, you know, locally in, in Los Angeles, uh, John and Ken, who are, you know, they're not Republicans, but they're just more conservative than the uh, folks down in L.A. Yeah, I believe I've heard their podcast a few times. Yeah, we don't get good. And also, um, I, I, I listen in, in the, the morning to uh, Bill Handel. Yeah, I like Bill Handel. We get him on the weekends up here. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah well, I don't Handel know on the law on the weekend. Yeah, that's it. That's what we get. I, I don't think I've ever heard his actual show, but we get Handel on the law. Yeah, and he's uh, he's a lawyer who uh, loves to tell people that they have no case and no standing <laughs> to sue anybody. Didn't you just fill in for him recently? Yeah, I filled for in for him uh, uh, last uh, Friday. Yeah. So how's that flying back and forth uh, from Portland, interna- uh, Portland, whatever, international to L.A.? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not bad. I'm I'm uh, I've, I actually have my own studio up here in the garage. I've got uh, four square feet that I own. That's the only thing I <laughs> and uh, other than that, but I, I fly back maybe, um, you know, twice a month, and then I do the other shows from up here. Oh, really? Even yeah. the, uh, so even your Sunday gig? Yeah, I got the Zephyr up here, and I got, uh, you know, uh, everything's, uh, I can do from up here. Although I like to move back, or, you know, go back to Los Angeles to do it. Because, you know, occasionally you get a, a call from, 
you know, the program director, uh, Robin Berlucci, and she says, uh, hey, we want you to come on early to talk about the, uh, the station fire, the raging fire in Los Angeles. It's burning out of control. And I go, all right, you want the Portland perspective on it? <laughs> about uh, 58 degrees and raining up here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, we've really turned the, the, we've turned the corner on the uh, old weather, haven't we? Yeah, but I love it. I love rain and dismal, dark, you know, uh, crappy weather. I really enjoy I'm not an outdoors guy. I know I sound like, uh, you know, I'm out playing tennis all the time and skiing and snowboarding and crap like that, but uh, I don't do any of that crap. Yeah, so well, fact, somebody asked me, my, my uh, father-in-law asked me uh, a couple weeks ago, we're just sitting around, he goes, uh, you bored? I'm like, no, nah, I'm okay. I mean, I'd rather be at the racetrack, but uh, and he says, no, 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 just you, you snowboard. I'm like, I never even heard that term before. <laughs> you bored? <laughs> that is a true Northwest term. Yeah, it really is. That really is, because I, I wasn't sure where you're going, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm not. I don't like the cold. I don't even know what I'm doing up here. No, I mean, skiing is uh, is for uh, lunatics, uh, and so is uh, snowboarding. Because even <laughs> <laughs> you're sweating your ass off, or you're freezing your ass off. Yeah, there's, there's no never in any in between. Yeah, exactly. It's That's one my... extreme or the other, and everything is fifty dollars. Lift ticket fifty, hamburger fifty, uh, shoelaces fifty. Everything's fifty bucks up there. <laughs> yeah, and I have to be careful because my wife is Canadian. That's all they do up there. Where is she from? She's from uh, Vancouver. Oh yeah, yeah. My whole family on the, my mom's side's Canadian. Are they really? Yeah, all from uh, Windsor and Toronto. Oh okay. My 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 grandfather was born and raised in Detroit, but when he was fifty, the IRS knocked on the door to uh, collect some money, and he took a baseball bat, broke it over his head, nearly killed oh. the guy, and had to move to Canada. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. So that's when that's back when you know you could slide over the border, and the United States wouldn't bother you anymore. Yeah, that's uh, that's not happening anymore. Have you been up there lately? I had to go go through the border. Oh, I know the the border sucks up there, and, and the Canadian uh, and I'm sure you know I'll, I'll love the next time I fly through there if they've heard this. But <laughs> the Canadian uh, Border Patrol are 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 the biggest losers ever. <laughs> They're the most insensitive uh, jack offs on the on the planet. <laughs> Do tell. What, 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 how What's did you come experience? to this well, uh, here's, here's what happened. My, my mom dies uh, about four years ago. It uh, happens to be on my birthday, too, which is the, the final uh, you know, F you for my mom. Well, it wasn't, but, that, what, wasn't that just recently? No, it was uh, 19... No, or, no, your birthday. Oh, your birthday. Yeah, five years ago. And it was early on my birthday, too. It was 4 a.m. on my birthday, so I really couldn't enjoy much of it. And then they get the call, hey, your mom's gone. So we go up, my, my, grab my brothers to go up to, uh, you know, the funeral up in Canada. And uh, I got myself, my two brothers were driving across the border in Windsor. And the lady says, uh, where are you going? I said, I'm going to uh, uh, Chatham. And she said, uh, uh, business or pleasure? And I said, well, kind of uh, neither. Um, my uh, my uh, mom died. We're going to the funeral. And she goes, well, what are you guys bringing in with you? I'm like, wait a minute. Can we have a human moment? Uh, I just told you that my uh, mom and those two guys behind me, their mom uh, died uh, three days ago. Right. Can we have just uh, one of you know one second of I'm sorry to hear that? Yeah, they can be. Uh, they can be like that, man. No, I mean, they don't give a shit. At no, all. They, they can really care don't. less. Nah, they don't care. But in that's fact, why they hire them. 
Well, you, know, yeah. you hire zombies that have no human emotion, and you're like, well, what can you do? Uh, nothing in life. <laughs> okay, well, then, Go to the border. Uh, do you have any emotions left? No. <laughs> do you have any ideas left? No. Do you have any creativity left? No. Uh, can you write? No. Can you sing? No. Can you do anything? No. Uh, I'm just a complete a hole. Ah, Border Patrol. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then on the U.S. side, they're all like uh, they're all like stoic uh, statues. Yeah, no, they're a-holes too. Yeah, they they totally are. I get I actually get more problem uh, on my end coming back in. It's like I live here, work here, uh, pay taxes, pay here. taxes right. here. Everything, all every all my documents say I'm here, and they always ask, "Where do you live? What are you doing? What right. where, what were you up there for?" And it's like, dude, I'm I live here. Well, here's a tip for you, and, and everybody else uh, listening to the podcast. My uncles used to do this. But back when, in the uh, 70s and 80s, when there was a huge tax on cigarettes and vodka and beer up in Canada, they used to go across the border to Detroit to buy all that shit, and they would load up their trunk with, uh, you know, $600 worth of booze and cigarettes. And my two uncles, one of them would drive, and the other one would lay in the back seat completely nude. (laughs) And the Border Patrol would say, okay, next, uh, all right, now we're all, oh, get out of here, fellas. <laughs> go, go, go. That's a good idea. Or even just the driver could be nude. <laughs> <laughs> lady yeah, peers, nude. Yeah, the lady peers down and just, oh, out of here. Yeah, my, 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 another way, another secret here. Uh, if you ever go to Hawaii and you want to bring back, uh, you know, pineapple or guava or anything, they, they make you take all that crap out of your suitcase because I guess fruit flies and yeah. bugs. Well, we're there. We're in uh, uh, Maui when uh, I guess it was back in the '80s, and uh, my dad took us over there. First time in Maui, and I think the last time I've been there. But <clears throat> he had uh, a suitcase filled with uh, pineapples and all kinds of exotic fruit. And then he took my brother Sean, who was only six years old, uh, took a pair of his underwear and laid it on top of all the pineapples, and then took some po- chocolate pudding and put it in the underwear. <laughs> So the Border Patrol, you know, these uh, investigators, these uh, bright guys at the airport, open it up and slam it right away and go, next, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a meatballs moment when the, uh, <laughs> when the old candy bar is floating in the pool. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. Well, listen, I know uh, you got other stuff to do, but um, we got a couple of, just a couple of questions we'd like to throw your way. Sure. And uh, then we, ha- we have to do, before we let you go, we have to do the Big Ten. It's ten questions we ask every guest that we have on the program. Fine. It's just one one word answers. But first of all, uh, as far as radio goes, I know you've worked with Whitman. I know you've worked with Steckler, and and uh, you you've been with lots of people. Right. I'm just curious. Um, what uh, when you've interviewed people, worked with people, what, what was your best and maybe your worst experience with the? You don't have to name individuals, but were there times where you were like, I got to get out of this, or oh, yeah. Man, I can't oh, believe absolutely. this is happening. I, I think the best time was interviewing guys that, I, that would never give me the time of day unless I was on radio, like Vince Scully or nice. um, Dave Taylor with the L.A. Kings. Yes. Uh, you know, the sports guys that I really enjoyed growing up with. Uh, Vince Ferragamo of the uh, the Rams. Right. Um, you know, Magic Johnson. Uh, those guys are great talking to, and, and those were always uh, a highlight. I always got excited to talk to those guys. Uh, one of the worst moments was I was sitting there with Steckler. Um, I think we actually even had a few before the show. <laughs> and... Um, Gallagher was going to be our guest. Oh, the comedian Gallagher. Yeah, right, the guy with the watermelons. Yeah, nobody likes him. Yeah, so he comes in, and he's all, uh, you know, hopped up on energy. I don't know what the hell he was, you know, just probably just energy. Yeah, I don't know. And he uh, sits down, and he says, uh, 
He says, fellas, on the air, he goes, fellas, he goes, I'm going to change America. You know, people look at me as the savior of America. You know, I, the things I say will turn this country around, and a lot of people don't understand, but <clears throat> I am the, the, uh, the voice of America when it comes to the Constitution and when it comes to the direction of this country. And Seckler says, with all due respect, uh, darling, you smash watermelons and people uh, hide under plastic sheets. <laughs> and he says, no, he goes, that's one part of the act. But I'll tell you what I do is, is I am a very progressive guy, and I can shape America and shape Americans and turn this country into, into a more progressive. And Seckler goes, sweetheart, you crack watermelons with a mallet and people hide so they don't get seeds and shit all over them. Yeah. And at that point, Gallagher says, F you, I'm out of here. <laughs> and he should have told to walk off the show. Yeah, you should have told him he dressed crappy, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he had a brother. Uh, Gallagher's brother uh, uh, paid Gallagher, I think it was like some crazy sum of like $100,000 a year, where he'd go out and do an act similar to Gallagher's, but it was called Gallagher 2. And it was Gallagher's brother that would go out and perform. And he'd give his brother residuals from the, the show. Well, think about this for a second, fellas. There are some people in Joplin, uh, Missouri, who are uh, getting home from work early, uh, getting an early meal, putting on a suit and tie. She throws on a dress, makeup, and they're going to see Gallagher's brother's <laughs> act. How do you get up for that? Oh, man. I, you know, that must be like in little town Oklahoma or something. <laughs> That's like the best entertainment they've had in years. <laughs> you got and, how, and I don't know how, like, you know, you, you know, if you go to a concert, you go to, I don't know what you, you know, you see nowadays, but you have like a certain anticipation. Once you get close, you can hear the music and see all the people there. Oh, yeah. You can never get it up for Gallagher, too. No. It's, <laughs> it's not even Gallagher you're seeing. It's got to be some sort of, like, uh, you know, Holiday Inn uh, lounge room or something. <laughs> But, I mean, the, the level of depression, uh, instead, of, instead of cracking watermelons, he should crack like an 800-pound uh, antidepressant, uh, where everybody just shaves a bit off like a shawarma and puts it in a pita <laughs> bread and just starts eating uh, antidepressants. And then send everybody on their way. Yes. That's how you change America, folks, right there. <laughs> I'm going to change America. Well, I'm, just cu I'm curious um, about... How you see radio right now? It, 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 it's this ever-changing landscape, and uh, and you're in it. I, I haven't been in radio for a long time. It was you know it was like a nanosecond. But where were you in radio? Oh, I was in radio through mid '80s through like the early, real early '90s, probably till about '91. In what music or talk or? I did music. I had um, well, I was on a talk station down in Texas, and mostly. Uh, did the farm report. Right. That's important down there. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. People wanted to know how much the bull weighed that just got uh, auctioned off. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you know, you talk about uh, the farm report or weather, and nobody overturned the station. No, that's for sure. For we sure. go, we right. go down to... I always, uh, I always thought the guys who played music had a lot more uh, talent than the guys who were just talking, you know, because the guys who are talking are, are doing it, uh, you know, panicking for three hours, uh, trying to think of what the hell else they're going to say. But to hit the post on music and to know all that uh, shit and, and, and actually be able to you know, be entertaining for the eight seconds between songs, I think is a gift. I think so, too, because you really, I mean, yeah, you got eight seconds, you're under the gun, and if you right. screw it up, it's over. Yeah. And if you screw up two more, too many times, it's uh, you know, meeting with the, P, with the program director, and it's uh, get out. I've had that. 
Oh, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it a million times. <laughs> but like, what do you, how do you see radio? What, what do you see it going? I know there was this kind of move towards um, satellite and um, the Sirius and XM and all that. That kind of seems to be waning. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think actually guys like uh, yourself are going to be. You know, I've, I've, I'm 46. So, you know, I've, I've, I've run out the uh, the string uh, yeah, and can't uh, possibly think of getting into like a a, a new. Uh, form of entertainment, but I think podcasters uh, like you guys are going to be the new wave, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, when, when you saw all of these television stations go to digital, right? the reason why they went to digital is because all the telephone companies, all the cell phone companies bought up all those frequencies, and so the frequency that uh, ABC, CBS, and NBC used to own that now they sold to, you know, Verizon and Sprint. Right. They, those will those guys will start now beaming satellite, not satellite radio, but internet radio into cars, and so you get a whole host of uh, stations, and you guys will be able to be on radio in a car, and those radios already exist, and there's no FCC regulation. That we like. Yeah. So I think it's going to be great. I, I say you know keep it up and keep doing this and. Uh, you know, you guys are going to be the, uh, you know, the, the uh, Howard Stearns when I'll be in a, 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 a grave. <laughs> We'd just be happy to be Tim Conway Juniors. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> no, we want to thank you. All right. Yeah, by Tim- the way, somebody uh, at a uh, bank here at, and uh, outside of Portland uh, says to me the other day, she says, uh, you know, I'm opening up a bank account, and she says, uh, are you any relation to uh, Conway Twitty? <laughs> and I said, uh, darling, uh, hold, a couple of things here. Um, are you married to Mr. Dyslexia? Uh, Conway Twitty, uh, uh, Conway is not his surname, sweetheart. It's his first name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and well, I was born in Con- Conway, Arkansas. It's uh, 2009. You can be born wherever you want. Yes. Well, Jesus Christ. And, 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 and if, for your reference, uh, you know, the Conway reference would be Conway Twitty. You have had to really isolate yourself uh, for quite some time, sweetheart. Well, this is the Northwest, and for a long time we were up here all alone. <laughs> <laughs> we were in little log cabins, and just—I think it's great, though. I, I love the uh, you know the the mentality of here. You know, of, of everyone's relaxed. There's a restaurant here in town, my favorite restaurant here in town, that's open between uh, uh, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. for lunch. Then they close. And then they're open between 5 and 7 for dinner. I'm like, I love that. You know, they close down in the afternoon to just sit there and and do nothing. Is it a Mexican restaurant? they got to take a (laughs) siesta. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not a a, a siesta. I think it's a Norwegian restaurant. They have a siesta in Norway. Be nice to the Norwegians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we got some Norwegians here. Yeah, a lot of Norwegians, uh, Germans, uh, Irish. Yeah, no, we uh, and a lot of Californians. (laughs) Yeah, I I always have to... um, um, like coach it by saying, yeah, well, you know, I, my wife was born and raised uh, here in Portland, you know, so I don't like to sound like a complete a-hole. Well, we, we love Portland. I mean, uh, that's why we call ourselves the Northwest Convergence Zone, because we kind of encompass, we try to bring in Vancouver, we try to bring in the Portland area, all the way over to, like, some parts of Idaho, not all of Idaho. Right. But parts of it, the lower parts. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's also not up here, like, in back in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, there's a real... Stigma. If you live in New York, there's a real stigma towards people who live in Connecticut or New Jersey, and there's a lot of uh, rivalry and a lot of hatred. But the people that live in Washington and Oregon, they get along as if they lived in the same state. It, well, it used to be all just be the uh, the what is it called, the Columbia Territories, right? 
So, and then, yeah, somebody came along and, you know, divided it all up, and we were like, yeah, screw you. We're going to yeah, like each other. the one advantage that Los Angeles and California has over uh, up here is, uh, A, you can buy liquor in any uh, uh, grocery That's store That's a huge there. advantage. Uh, they stay open a little past 7 o'clock till uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know, 2 a.m. Uh, yes. And also you can buy, if you have a uh, prescription or a recommendation, you can buy weed at a, um, at a pharmacy of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do they call those? Uh, is that coffee shops or something? Yeah, they're, they're, um, if you see a green cross instead of the red cross, right, you see a right. green cross, uh, that's uh, an no. herbal uh, uh, recreation center. Well, they, tried, they, they have tried that up here um, a couple of times, and then they, you know, Big Brother comes in and keeps shutting them down. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, it's like... people get so out of control on weed. Oh, yeah. We've, yeah, they fight and they rip, you know, people off. Drive real slow, get paranoid. <laughs> 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 but, all right, man. Well, listen, uh, we, w- we don't want to keep you much longer, but we got to give you the Big Ten. All right, let's go. All right, here we go. Tim Conway, Jr., you ready for the Big Ten? Let's go. Favorite food? Uh, beer. <laughs> What kind of car are you driving? Uh, legacy, Subaru Legacy. Oh, nice! Yeah, Fa- all-wheel drive. I enjoy that. There you go. Yeah, get the special deluxe package. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite team? Uh, it used to be the uh, L.A. Rams. Now it's the Dodgers. All right. How'd they do tonight? Lost. Well, uh, they're losing. They're losing. Okay, it's still going. All right. Yeah. Favorite I mean, color? Uh, there was uh, bases loaded. With no outs in the top of the eighth, and uh, I called you guys, so give me an oh. idea how into sports I am. That's some dedication, man. <laughs> Thank you. Bro. All right. Thank you. Favorite color? <laughs> Favorite color? Favorite color? Ah, uh, shit. Um, well, brown, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know that was a color. <laughs> shit brown. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> All right, your uh, favorite band, singer, or musician? Uh, I got to go with the Eagles. Nice. Right for you right now. Can't miss TV show. Ah, uh, 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 Glenn Beck. Okay, excellent. Yeah, Last that's movie. When, that's the sound of people turning podcasts off. Yeah, no, no, we like Beck. Yeah. I like to watch him cry. Isn't he from uh, Seattle or Washington? He is. He's from Redmond, which is right outside of Seattle. Yeah, he, he, the crying is a little crazy with for me though. Yeah, but I like the red phone. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind when he cries about his daughter, but when he cries, uh, you know, that the country's going to the toilet, it's like, please. Yeah, because, I mean, you've seen enough of Nancy Pelosi, you, and you're not crying. No. He hasn't even seen her. <laughs> no, Philip Pelosi's out of control. Okay, last movie you saw. Last movie I saw, Schindler's List. Okay. <laughs> really? Or Schindler's List 2. <laughs> they make a sequel? Um, That's I, a real tough movie. That's real tough. A sequel. Yeah, that w- how, how do you come up with a sequel? Well, because you can't put any kind of s- funny spin on the title. No. You know, like... Was there, f- was there ever a porn movie? No, I don't think there was. I think that's also uh, tough to do. Yeah, that would be a tough but, you know, The last movie I, thought I saw in a theater, I, I, I go with my daughter, so I saw Up. Oh, nice. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The uh, Richard uh, Heaney and uh, Falcon Heaney story. Now, how old is your... <laughs> How old is your daughter? She's four. Just turned four last week. All right. Well, I would recommend that uh, Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, I looked at that. It's pretty good. Huh? Yeah, go in the three. You got a daughter? You got a son? Uh, I have two daughters. One's in college and one's uh, in high school. Wow, you got a daughter in college? Yes, I do. How old are you? I am 40. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm 44. 
Wow, I'm, I'm two years older than you. i got a four-year-old. I know. We could hang out and have a beer. Yeah, I'm all legal and everything. I told you about condoms when you're a young man. <laughs> yeah. Are you still married to her? Uh, no. No, I didn't think so. No, to a Canadian now, which is much nicer. Oh, good. Because they're polite. Yeah. <laughs> What's the last concert you went to? Uh, the Who in uh, <laughs> in uh, San Diego, Jack Murphy uh, Stadium. Uh, was that the uh, 25th anniversary tour? Or? No, that was like the 5th anniversary tour. Oh, this was a while, a while yeah, ago. way back. Oh, that's the last yeah, one. Way you... back when your daughter was just in high school. <laughs> she, was, she was an idea. <laughs> All right, Conway, what's your favorite drink, my man? Ah, uh, uh, Grey Goose and a Heineken back. Oh, yeah, that's living in style right there. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. And, and, and if, um, if you think about it, if you go to uh, Vegas and you sit down, you've got to make sure they pour it out of the Grey Goose bottle. You've got half a chance that it's really Grey Goose. But <laughs> a shot of Grey Goose chilled, uh, a double, yes. with a, a chilled Heineken at a, at a video poker machine is the trifecta. <laughs> You just got Craig. He's on the floor. <laughs> That's perfect, man. Okay, number 10, and uh, this is for Double D because uh, he's really into this stuff. Uh, what's your favorite tool? Favorite tool? Yes. Oh, I'd, a, I would have to say my Sawzall. Yes. Oh, there you go. Just using one today. Yeah, I, I, I use one to, to rip up some uh, plywood and I actually cut into our driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure there's not any wire there. Yeah, no, there's, there's no rebar there under the under the cement. But I actually did cut uh, right into the driveway. Oh, really? <laughs> and if and if you have a decent one, uh, what kind do you have? Oh uh, well, which one? I I've got a few. Just tell a Dewalt. You, uh, you got a Makita? No, I've got a Dewalt and a, a, a rigid. Yeah, the Dewalt's good. Uh, don't buy the what is it? The Roby or what? What is Ryobi? Yeah, called? Ryobi. Ryobi. Yeah. Ryobi. Yeah. Is that a piece of crap? Oh, it's it's uh, you know they're nineteen dollars. You can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I got ripped off. I paid twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> it still comes with a chuck. Well, see, uh, I forgot to buy it in Oregon because you guys don't have tax. That was the problem. Yeah, no, that's great. That is a beautiful thing about Oregon. I do all my Christmas shopping down there. Yeah, it's one of the reasons to move here. Yes, well, the property tax is a little high in it, it down there, isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not as bad as Los Angeles. Well, yeah, compared to where you came from. Yeah. That's true, man. Hey, listen, Conway, it has been an absolute pleasure. Guys, you're major studs, and you guys got big dicks. Yeah. <laughs> There's swing- good things guys like to hear. And they are swinging low. Yeah. Uh, listen, we want to, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, you got nothing. Your, I'm, so my career is over. You got your website, timconwayjr.com? Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I'm on uh, KFI AM 640, uh, 4 to 7 on Saturdays and 4 to 7 on Sunday. Awesome. And go to that website, kfiam640.com, and uh, there'll be less squaring but more politics. Isn't Brian Suits on that? Yeah, he's on the 7 to 10 every uh, yeah, with Kennedy, Kennedy and Suits. He's, yeah. he's from up here. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he comes up here all the time, and then uh, I come on weekends, 4 to 7. Well, listen, man, do not be a stranger. Welcome to the Northwest. Thank you, sir. I hope we can have you back on again. And Anytime. You... What are you doing next Wednesday? Uh, we're talking to you. All right, perfect. Thanks, Tim. We'll talk right, to you later. You, Bye-bye. See you, fellas. That was a great interview. I am sorry I missed out on that. I really, I, well, <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would have liked to have been there for that, you know?
Well, I'm hoping next time, you know, we can arrange that. All right. Well, there's one question, though, I really would have liked to ask. What's that? Well, I would have liked to ask him as the son of a Hollywood celebrity, uh, Double D, do you think that he uh, was uh, hanging out with other celebrities' kids, going to school and uh, driving cars on the beach down there in California? Well, I don't know, but I that would be a great question to ask him and try to figure out what he, what kind of people he knows from kids his age and... What is high school reunions like? 90210. <laughs> yeah, what is high school reunion? That'll be interesting if he did go with a lot of other celebrities. Maybe most of them will be, uh, you know, partying hard. and If they're still uh, alive. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Partying yeah. out, yeah. burned out. Good point. Well, we're going to try really hard to uh, get him on the program again. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Homer. Yes, that is the true philosopher. Yeah, Homer. Homer, he's the yeah, all wise one. Not the Greek guy. No, that's no, the real that's one. That's the right real there. one right there. Well, uh, so that's it for this week's program for the most part. But next week, I want uh, we're going to have Gabriel Rutledge in here. He's a comedian, extremely funny guy. Go to his website, Gabriel Rutledge. dot com, and he's coming to us from Olympia, Washington. But he also has a special on. Comedy Central that's coming out on the live at Gotham, and this guy's really about to uh, break through to the other side, and he's going to be actually in the studio with us. So <laughs> the other side, yes, he's other... so funny that he'll make you die. No, the other side <laughs> of stardom. The... Oh, okay, uh, you scared me there. <laughs> he's the Halloween comedian. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy's a he's a big stud, and he's going to be on, and he's very funny. And he actually has a clip on there, uh, a YouTube clip, I believe, that's on his site, where he talks about how he was a pizza delivery guy oh. and how it's nothing like uh, the porn movie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be really funny. And um, But we got some stuff on. We got a brand new website. Oh. You guys seen that? I have not. No, but I have heard about I have. News. I did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> the tech guy has been working hard. Uh, we've got Steven and Wonder Boy over there are working on it, and there's still some things they're, uh, they're you know, We're whatever, fine-tuning. fine-tuning it. But for the most part, it's a brand-new website, and if you go to our uh, the Home friends, friends oh, of the friend show, yeah. you can click on uh, the Friends of the Show, and it'll take you to their website, and we'll also have a little button down there where it'll tell what show they were on, and you can just click the show and go right to it. So like Braun Smith, Captain SeaTac, and... Um, Mark Summers, Captain Slappy, and of course Tim Conway and Gabriel. And we got, we've really turned a corner here. We got lots of guests coming up on the show. Lots of guests. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, yeah. People are responding to our people are responding uh, big time. Yeah, and they're, they're liking it. They are. Yeah, they're digging it. So we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going with it and see you see where that leads us. We did get a a new phone number for us. So that if you guys want to call in and leave <laughs> us a message of what you think and. If you have some suggestions of maybe who we could get on here. Or, or suggestions on how to do the show. Oh, yeah, how to do it we're better. idiots. Yeah. And the phone number is? 253-642-SHOW. Or that's uh, 7469. But that's 253-642-SHOW. You can also get that off our website. And it's a blowback line, basically. You call it up, and then you leave a message, and we listen to it, and we get depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We also have on our site uh, where it goes into the merchandise section. We got bumpers. We still have some bumper stickers. We still have some bumper stickers. I, just, and I gave out some today myself. Did you? Great. Yep. And oh, you didn't charge. <laughs> Am I supposed to be charging? 
<laughs> so if you just give us your address, uh, we'll mail one of those out to you. And we actually mailed a couple of them out this week. Because we had some winners. Because we had some winners. Finally. Ding, ding. I don't know where our bell sound effect is, but we don't, we don't have it right now. But ding, ding. Yeah, we had some winners. In the uh, I Can Relate Yeah, tell uh, us music. about the I Can Relate program. Uh, well, it's, uh, that we, we, have going. we picked three songs, and you have to say how the three songs are related. So what were the three songs on this uh this edition of I Can Relate. <laughs> well, let's set the Wayback File, because it has been uh, it's some been a while, time, yeah. Right? yeah, it's been so a while. We want it, to let people catch up. It was Queen, We Are the Champions, yeah. We Will Rock right. You. Kiss. Kiss, I Want to Rock All Night and Party Every Day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, words to live by. And <laughs> That's my motto. And it was Cream. Mm-hmm. Crossroads. Crossroads. Okay, so these three songs all oh. have something that connects them together. How are they related? What's what's the big idea on and that? And you know what? I Google. I couldn't figure it out. I Googled it up, and I still don't know. Well, it, it was... But these two people did know. That's right. And they were Frank from... Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver. The, the Vancouver in Washington. There we do have a Vancouver in Washington. And, and uh, Elise from Anchorage, Alaska. Elise, all the way up in our great white north. Yeah, the great, the, <laughs> beyond the great white north, they're the greater great white north. Well, they both finally uh, emailed in, and this is... The well, we answer, got other emails. They were we, all right, wrong. Right. They, they were the correct answers. Yes. And they both finally figured out that the thing in common was all of the bands, the names of the bands. Yes. One word. <laughs> That's how it works, huh? That That's was, the, oh, I feel like such a moron. That was the correct answer. So yeah. all, so cream, kiss, and queen, all one word. All one that word. That was the relating for factor. The, for the names of the band. Oh, man. Well, we're going to have to bring that back. Yeah, uh, we'll try it again. Yeah, I can relate back, and uh, you know, like in a couple of weeks, we'll. So if you ask the same question, maybe I can get it next time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> can you go back to the first one we did? Because yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> so, so Frank in Vancouver and Elise in uh, Anchorage, uh, slap those bumper stickers on. Tell uh, your friends, uh, Elise up there in Anchorage, uh, scrape the snow off of it. Try to keep it exposed <laughs> so people can see it. Yeah. Every morning, go out and use the hair dryer and just blow off that one little do, spot. Yeah, do that first. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. So, well, but anyhow, thanks a lot. Good job. Yeah, good job. And uh, that's it for today. We've gone a little long because we had the uh, the big big interview, and of course, uh, next week we got Gabriel Rutledge. So we're looking forward to that. And this is the Northwest Convergence Zone. I'm Big D and Joe. Double D, Wonder Boy, and Craig. We all want to thank you for tuning in and listening. Hope you'll be back. We'll be back again next week on the Northwest Convergence Zone. <laughs>